0: Hello, welcome to Locked on Sharks, the premier hockey podcast of your favorite team in the Bay Area. Now, on today's episode, we're going to get you ready for the Montreal Canadiens game. Uh, look at how these teams match up. Um, look at how the Canadians have kind of started their rebuild process and how they're kind of going along with their process. And we're compare that to where the Sharks, of course, are in with their rebuild process and give some predictions for tonight's game. So all that and more on today's episode of Locked on Sharks. You're Locked on Sharks, your daily podcast on the San Jose Sharks, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, J.D. Young, contributor at Fear the Fin and San Jose Hockey Now. I want to thank you for making Lockdown Sharks your first listen. We're free and available wherever you get podcasts. And, of course, you can watch this on YouTube as well. And little day-to-day right now, a little bit of voice, voice is kind of coming and going right now. But I'm going to tough it through this, try to get through this game uh, here for you guys. You know, give it my all. You know, I know the team needs me, et cetera, et cetera. But Big uh, big game for the for the sharks as they start a road trip here um, against some very winnable competition or very losable competition if you're a team tank like I am. So the sharks they have a a lot of games against very winnable competition. But before we did dive into this game and we're going to look at the lines, of course, for the Canadians, look at the lines for the sharks, how these guys match up. Let's get caught up with the news, uh, the latest news. So James Reimer officially uh place on IR so it's CAC in his net right now Sharks do have two back-to-backs this week so I would expect to see Aaron Dell at some point uh right now he's still caught up on an emergency basis so if they need to send him back uh he won't have to clear waivers so just keep that in mind <clears throat> if he does need to stay for extended amount of time they will have to actually keep him here and then it would it, it would change from uh emergency situation to an actual call up um so just Keep that in mind, especially if Reimer doesn't come back as, as quickly as they think he's supposed to be. So he's placed on IR, so he will be out for a week. Um, he is going on the trip, though, just in case he's feeling better uh, by the by the end of the trip. But he, uh, he is – I don't know if they retro, retroactively placed him. Um, I can assume they could have done that for starting on Saturday since he didn't play on Sunday's game. They might have retroactively placed him on IR starting on Saturday the day after his last game. Um, so sharks also called up uh jeffrey vl since uh then or gadovich sorry gadovich has been dealing with with uh an illness lately so wanted to bring up some more support in the forward department so um as they make this trip again vl will have to pass through waivers again once he is uh once he's sent back i don't expect uh there be a much of a you know grabbing for jeffrey if not you have adam raska who basically kind of does the same thing on the Veracruz. so and you have ozzy wise who's a better version of of jeffrey viola brings that tough guy kind of that mental that that edge but anyway jeffrey he's up with the sharks and then i'm sure when uh gadovich is or especially when gadovich is back um you'll probably see veil sent back down especially once you have to start bringing people back on ir uh mario Faro looks like it's going to be more of a week to week injury with his foot he's still going on the road trip um i think he is eligible to come back kind of in the middle of the trip but it sounds like it might be a uh, a little bit longer lingering issue with him so uh we will see how how quickly he gets rushed back um for the sharks who are probably not going to be winning a lot of games here in the future but you know you know how Mario Farrar is he wants to be out there at all uh in all situations so um let's start with with the Canadians uh lines so <clears throat> kind of as we start to prep for this game so Canadians uh definitely you know we we saw the Canadians have their Stanley Cup run a couple years ago last year they went from the Cup run to being the worst team in the NHL last year um, and winning the first overall pick in the draft. And they have some fun young players there. If you remember before the the season, I had a a fun little bet with with, uh, Scott from Locked on Canadians about which team I think is going to finish with a better record. I said the Canadians are going to have a better record than the Sharks, and he disagreed. And right now uh, I'm feeling really, really good about my uh, Canadians pick there um as the sharks have not had a very good start and the canadians you know they're they're kind of bottom of, of the league as well but they just have more fun and upside with them so first line um cole caulfield he's really good um you know i, I was researching for my fear the finn article about uh kind of the Canadians and especially last year and he had one goal in his first 30 games and then he had 21 goals in his last uh last 36 uh games so as soon as they got Martin St Louis in there really kind of turned around Caulfield in his progression and he's off to a great start right now with 12 goals so far this season in 21 games Nick Suzuki their captain um again also 12 goals this season and Kirby Doc who the the Canadians acquired from the the blackhawks at the trade or at the uh, the draft this year and all these guys are young they're fun they're fast they're skilled and these are going to be the the pieces of of kind of the next version of the canadians as they work through their rebuild right now you know they've done a good job kind of 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 having these young players and then insulating them with some older players some veteran guys who kind of know what they're doing right and just in case you know if, if caulfield starts to struggle or nick suzuki starts to struggle you have these guys who are kind of can be there and help these guys out so you know and but but what they're doing though is they're giving these guys prime opportunities to to kind of learn their roles and winning isn't as much as important right now as developing and and learn kind of learning how to win in that that's what the, the canadians are doing i think a, a pretty good job of right now um, second line though, Evgeny Dadnov, who uh, accepted that trade. Uh, Christian Javorak, Brendan Gallagher, third line, Joel Arm- uh, Armia, Sean Mohan, Josh Anderson, who's very handsome. Uh, fourth line, uh, Michael Pizzetta, Jake Evans, and first overall draft pick, Europe Slavkovsky. On the D pair, um michael Matheson, who they acquired from the penguins this offseason when they uh dumped jeff petrie saved them some money uh david savard savard who's probably on his way out of the nhl here sooner rather than later but he's holding down, kind of holding it down as their young uh defensemen continue to develop uh joel edmondson Kaden gooley katie uh one of those young defensemen who's going to be super fun and super good in a couple of years uh played with ozzy weisblatt on the prince albert ravers before he was uh, traded in the whl is you know um but he's really good really fun he's going to be an offensive uh, dynamite uh, type of player for them in a couple years and then you have uh armor arbor jack guy um who's very he's a young guy interesting story with him he actually worked at costco before kind of while he was working his way and kind of trying to figure out and you know and made uh is now playing professional hockey with the Montreal Canadians but um super tough guy i, I actually i think uh if a if you're looking for a fight that guy's the guy and then uh jonathan uh Kvetschke. um in goal samuel uh and jake allen Uh, have been solid for for both or both of them have been solid for the canadians this year as we kind of dig into the matchups here you're going to see how they've kind of helped to cover a lot of the mistakes for um you know a lot some of these defensive mistakes especially that their young players are making for them but sharks i assume it's gonna be pretty much similar we don't know again with Mario Far out, Scott Harrington's gonna be, you know, is gonna be the extra defenseman. I assume Jeffrey Viel is gonna be the extra defenseman as well. We'll see how the sharks line up, but I, I assume it's gonna be pretty similar to what we saw on uh, on Sunday against the Canucks. It's not it might be some tweaks here and there, but the first line's pretty much intact, the second line's intact, the third line played really well. So if there's any changes, it might be along the fourth line there. So uh, before we continue and then we look at how these teams rate how these teams match up and how they're going to try to uh, kind of control the pace of this game do much to you know today's episode is brought to you by bet online bet alliance got you covered this season with more odds props and lines than ever before they're your number one source for betting info stats news and analysis they've got you covered from football right now you're in the meat of, of the heart of the uh, nfl you got college bowl games starting here soon you got basketball, college basketball, World Cup, eSports. They've got you covered with everything you need over at betonline.net. If you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head to the website today say, or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so interesting game, again, with the Canadians where they're you know, in the midst of the rebuild, but they're kind of much different approach than the Sharks, right? The Sharks went out this off season. We're going to get a bunch of kind of veteran NHL guys who know what they're doing, competent players, right? Nico Sturm, who has been a good signing for them, you know, Trafer, Luke Kunin, um, Oscar Lindblom, like all these guys who are kind of just NHL guys, right? And then we're going to let our young guys like William Eklund and Thomas bortolo marinate in an ahl until they're ready to steal one of these jobs right much different approach from what we've seen from the sharks in previous years you know then you have teams like the ottawa senators who are like we drafted you go play right away you know um tim stutzel for example steps into the league top six role you know josh Norris spend a little bit time in the a boom you're going to go play like that's how they've been and the canadians i think are kind of in the middle right where you let some of you guys develop, but you're putting in an opportunity to succeed, right? Cole Caulfield, out of college, Hobie Baker uh, award winner. I'm pretty sure I'm fairly confident. Anyway, amazing in college, comes out straight to the, and, you know, he plays a little bit in the A. Okay, cool, go play. You know, we're trying to win a cup, go lightning in a bottle, see if you can score. Last year had an up and down season, but I'm going to say that's mostly due to the, uh, Terrible coaching that they had. Get Martin St. Louis. Hey, let's put you in a position to succeed. Here, go play with Nick Suzuki. Go have fun. And they're being rewarded with that, right? Kirby doc who, you know, never couldn't really catch on with the Blackhawks. And I don't know if it was the, you know, maybe there's just too many people in front of him. You know, you had, you had to bring it. You had Taze. You had Patrick Kane. Maybe, you know, couldn't really find his role there. Hey, come play with Nick Suzuki and Cole Caulfield being rewarded for it so but again they still have plenty they have kind of some veteran guys there who've been around the block you know dadnoff who's played for a bunch of teams right you know has has played big games in the playoffs et cetera, et cetera. you know you you have some guys who've who've been around and can kind of help these young guys grow into the role but you're not stunting their their growth by you know playing them on the fourth line like Cole Caulfield did last year Cole Caulfield is too skilled to be playing on the fourth line so just a interesting uh interesting way of how they're doing it compared to kind of like the Sens who the Sharks recently played right where it's just okay kids go out there and figure it out and now you're kind of seeing with the Sens where they're you know they don't really know how to deal with the kind of the adversity because there's just not enough veteran guys on on there who've been through it all you know they have Claude Drew but Claude Drew's been there for you know a couple months like they don't have a, a kind of veteran pole guys that they can lead you know where Kind of lean on, right? And the Sharks right now, where they have those veteran ten pole guys that they can lean on. You know, your your hurdles, your Couture's, your Eric Carlson's, et cetera. But they're waiting for those AHL guys. You know, your Eklins and your Bordalos and your Robins, et cetera, to kind of come in and take those jobs. So just interesting how the three different roads of development, how it's going to all uh, turn out here. But anyway, I digress. Let's uh, look at how these teams actually match up so should be an interesting game for the, you know how these teams match up so the Canadians are kind of boggle my mind like digging into their stats they have their 12th uh ranked 12th and their 5v5 goals in the structure ranks 14th but the Canadians they like their course is really low um their shot attempts are really low their high danger saves are really low so it, it's just Really interesting that uh, this team is. They're not generating a lot of offense, but they're able to kind of. Nick Suzuki, Cole Caulfield, and Kirby Doc. Though that that line is their engine to their team right now, and it's interesting again to see this young line. Here, kids go play. Sharks. Five v five expected goals for rank twenty third. Canadians ranked twenty fourth. Five v five, Corsi four. Sharks rank twenty third. Canadians rank twenty fourth. Power play goals: um, Sharks rank fourteenth. Um, Canadians rank 29th, And finishing, the Sharks rank fifteenth, and the Canadians rank 9th. So again, Canadians—they're not generating a lot, but when they do, they're finishing it. Defense, um, yeah. Three five v five goals against thirty first uh, for the Sharks. The Canadians rank twenty seventh. Five v five expected goals for the Canadian uh, Sharks rank fifteenth. Canadians rank twenty third. Five v five Corsi for Sharks rank eighteenth. Canadians rank nineteenth. Um, so, what that tells you is Sharks are doing a, a decent job of keeping the expected goals. They're kind of middle of the pack, right? Of keeping the expected goals um, down. You know, they're they're controlling the pace of. You know, for the most part, they're kind of middle of the pack when it comes to controlling the pace for the the shots. PK goals against Sharks ranked number one, Canadians ranked 13th. So the Sharks have a big advantage there. When the Canadians power play is on the ice, um, Sharks PK should win that matchup. And when the Sharks power plays on the ice versus the Canadians, that's a pretty tight matchup. And the way they, the Sharks power play has been playing recently, I'm gonna give them a slight edge right there. Goaltending. Canadians ranked 10th, <clears throat> the Sharks ranked 30th in goaltending. So again. Canadians, their defense has been making some mistakes, but their goaltending has been bailing them out. The Sharks, the defense is playing okay, but then when they make a mistake, the goaltending has not been able to to bail them out. And I think that's kind of been, that's been their big issue. And, you know, we, we've talked extensively about Kapokakin, especially with its high danger save percentage, his expected goals saved, it's one of the worst in the league. The Canadians, their def- their goaltenders are bailing them out and making those big saves when they need them. The sharks right now just aren't, especially with James Reimer not being hundred percent. We saw that in the, the Kings game, right? Let in two soft goals. I know he made a spectacular save later on to keep that. The sharks in that game, but you know, the goaltending has been kind of the big issue for the sharks, especially compared to last year when the goaltending was keeping them in a lot of games, um, offense and shooting comparison. So, Again, both these offenses, you know, they're kind of generating goals for more than kind of expected. Um, especially with, with the way their offenses are, are playing. I think the Sharks power play though is kind of gonna be a big boost for them and a big advantage for them um when they uh when when the sharks have a power play compared to the uh when the, the Canadians have a power play. So Canadians power play is just is you it's again a lot of young guys kind of trying to figure out. Well, the Sharks' new system, but you know those young guys are. I mean, the Sharks' guys are. We've seen this David Quinn power play, you know, clicking here for the last month, and it looks great. And to be honest, it looks. We we've watched it. It looks great. Just the way the movement, Eric Carlson running it, letting your five best players just go and try to score a goal. So <laughs> defense, though, pu. Um Yeah. Sharks uh, goals allowed per game 31st in the league uh, Canadians at 30th uh, or 27th at three uh, expected goals allowed at 15. So again, that's the sharks defense is doing a solid job at trying to limit the opponent, but the goalies are, are kind of not helping them out there. So, um, and then again, like I said, with the, the power play expect the, that's where the sharks are going to kind of make their mark in this game is, is sharks power play. And then the and the sharks penalty kill, so they have the advantage on the special teams. Play driving. Again, not much from either one of these teams. I think the sharks that we've seen the sharks kind of steadily improve theirs with their their shot attempts, their expected goals for. They're creating more and more quality, um, and the sharks are just they're very good at their high danger opportunities. Um, right now, the. Uh, <clears throat> high danger uh, chances for um, the Sharks are behind. So here's the teams in front of the Sharks with their high danger chances. The New Jersey Devils are absolute wagon, Tempe Lightning, pretty good. Uh, Carolina Hurricanes, pretty good. Vegas Golden Knights off to an amazing start. Boston Bruins, uh, maybe the best team in the NHL. Then the San Jose Sharks, they're at 54.8% of high danger chances. So the Sharks do a great job of getting to the net and creating those high danger chances. Um, For example, the Canadians though, uh, same stat they are one two three four five six from the bottom at 44.21 so expect the sharks to be able to get plenty of of high danger chances in this game um especially with eric carlson's passing timo meyer too much hurdle driving to the net that expect a lot of that so jake Allen is, is is going to be starting for the canadians in this game so the sharks can get some good pressure on jake allen get a lot of those high quality chances. That's where they're kind of road to success there. So um, before we continue, talk about the kind of the three things I'm looking forward to in this game and then give my prediction. Do I want you guys to know about the locked on sports today podcast. Thank you guys for making locked on sharks. Your first listen. Now with your second listen, go check out the Locked On sports today podcast. They've got you covered with everything around all of sports, right? They have the hottest takes. They have the biggest news and biggest stories of the day. So go make sure you guys are checking out the Locked On Sports podcast uh, today wherever you get podcasts. And, of course, um, you can watch on YouTube as well. Okay. Three big things I'm looking forward to in this game. Again, the Canadians, the key for them is they're, they're young guys. Can the Sharks slow down that first line? If the Sharks can can neutralize that first line of, Col- of Caulfield, Suzuki, and then uh, Kirby Dock. Sharks are going to have a really, really good opportunity to try to win this game. So you have to slow down that line. You can't let them get going. So I'm interested to see how David Quinn tries to, to to take care of that. Does he, you know, we, we've seen the Couture line take a lot of those defensive zone draws. Is Can that Couture line with Barabanov, Couture, and Nieto, can they slow down that? And then you go let Hurdle and, and Meyer kind of run th- rampant through the other lines who i don't think can keep up with them defensively or do you put your best on best right and let hurdle and um lebanque just try to outplay your um suzuki doc and then uh and caulfield and see okay we're gonna put our best players out who wins this game so and then you try to get some secondary scoring from the couture line you, you hope you're, your depth is better than their depth. You know, if if the top line's kind of even out whose depth is better. So that's kind of the first thing I'm looking forward to. Second thing I'm looking forward is how does Capocat kind of respond, right? He is, he's going to be the guy now. He knows James Reimer is not going to be there. He's the guy, this is his opportunity to really kind of Instill some confidence not only in himself but in back in the organization. Right, we'll, we've talked extensively about Capo and you know, he needs to kind of step up now. I, I love Arundel. We're probably going to see Arundel on this road trip just because of two back to backs, but it would be horrible, it'd be a terrible thing to see Arundel have to come to this game because the Sharks are down like four to one you know, midway through the second period and Kapokakinen is just not having himself a night. That's just, again, Kapokakinen, high danger save percentage, right? One of the worst in leagues. (laughs) The Canadians, not that great at at producing high danger chances. So this has an opportunity for Kapokakinen to kind of get back and kind of start to build some confidence here. So how does Kapokakinen respond, especially after not a great game you know his defense kind of let him down but you know probably at least one goal that he'd want back last game against the Canucks you have one that that top line is your big worry right and then uh finally how's the defense gonna look right Mario Ferraro not out we saw a lot of kind of breakdowns last game that you know leaving Elias Pedersen by himself etc stuff like that um can the d- defense start to kind of gel a little bit more, especially with some moving pieces right now? Okay. You know, you're a f- uh, Mario Farrar is out for probably next couple of weeks. So Chichek and uh, Shimmick, how do those guys look together? Vlasic, I think played pretty well this year, you know, Matt Benning and we know what Carlson, you know, Carlson's going to provide a lot of offense, but can the mm-hmm. other guys around him kind of step up and continue to, you know, work on those mental lapses that are, that are causing kind of those catastrophic um, errors for the Sharks. And right now, they I've talked about on yesterday's show, they're just not skilled enough, not talented enough to overcome the, those type of catastrophic um, failures. So can the defense continue to, can they work on building a more solidified game plan and executing that game plan? So all that said and done, I think it's going to be a really tight one, to be honest. I think it's going to be a pretty fun, exciting game. Um, I think the offenses on both these are going to be able to kind of do their thing. Right. Um, And I think it's going to be kind of whatever goalie can, can make, make a save. And I know it's kind of a cliche thing, but you know, I think, I think the offenses are going to to have, have their way tonight and it's going to be whoever's offense can, can generate more chances. And um, even though the sharks offense is better at generating high danger chances, I, I just I don't think Capo right now, he's not the guy who's kind of making you that that game winning save that you need. So um I got a four to three Canadians victory, but I think it's gonna be one of those like tightly contested down to the last five minutes type of game. And I, I think the Canadians sneak it out um just because they're a little bit more rested and it's at home. So um that is my prediction. Four to three Canadians. Uh, let me know what you guys think is, is gonna happen. So I think it's going to be a really fun game. And plus it's a nice 4 p.m. start. I like the 4 p.m. start. So, all right, that's going to do it for me today. Um, you can follow the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, Locked on Sharks. You can listen uh, wherever you get podcasts, Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, all those places. Um, I know the Spotify wrap's coming up. So if, if Locked on Sharks is in your Spotify wrap, uh, tag us, You know, let us know. We'll be happy to share it. Uh, what else? Me on fry, uh, my fry hole on Twitter. You can watch on YouTube. Go Sharks. Um, yeah, and then we got some CUDA games coming up. So, yeah, we're, we got plenty of stuff to talk about, guys. So, make sure you guys are keeping it here for your locked on Sharks. Until tomorrow. Bye, friends.